Why listen to the past when you can listen to the future? Welcome to the Think Future podcast, broadcasting from deep in the heart of Silicon Valley, California. We focus on innovation, startups and the future, not necessarily those and not necessarily in that order. Here's your host. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the Think Future podcast. Once again, we're coming at you live from deep, deep, deep in the heart of Silicon Valley, California. We're talking AI, startups, and the future, not necessarily those and not necessarily in that order. If you watch on YouTube, smack that subscribe button and hit that bell so you'll be notified when a new show comes online. And if you're listening on your favorite podcast service, please subscribe and please drop a note on Apple Podcasts. I greatly, greatly appreciate it. Now, you're probably wondering, Chris, where have you been? It's been almost a month since we've had a new podcast. Where have you been? Well, I spent the last three, um, more than about three weeks or so, in Greece. That's right, folks. Country of my forefathers, I guess you could say. Tons imbibed, tons of history. Tons of relaxation, enjoyment. But I thought it was really interesting, sort of getting into what the past was like, getting deep into history. Because that's one of the things that's interesting. I'm like, I'm a future guy, right? Think future. I'm a future guy. I'm always into the future. I'm always into what's happening next. What's happening soon? What's happening in the future, right? I mean, I don't have time for the history, right? I don't have time for the past. But it's so true that if we don't go back into the past, if we don't look into history, if we don't look into where we've been, we will definitely repeat the mistakes of what we've done. And you really do need to have a foundation in history or a foundation in philosophy or a foundation or at least an understanding of where we've come from so you can understand where we're going to go or where we should be going. And one of the things I've realized when you look at the history of human humanity, that we have fought against each other for so long, for millennia. We have had so many people pitted against each other. And most of the time, it's been, we've been pitting each, against each other for resources, right? We've been fighting each other. I mean, we, I went to Corinth, we went to Corfu, went to all these places, and there were all these little tiny civilizations fighting against each other, not just during... So the Athens versus, versus Sparta or Corinth versus Sparta, they were all these little civilizations. And if you think about it, even in those little civilizations, sub-civilizations, sub-groups, tribes, all fighting against each other. Humans just basically fighting against each other. I mean, when you look at all the remnants of these lives, there was remnants of, of life, sort of cooking pots and, and things that we just, same things that we do today. We have to eat, we have to sleep. And there was remnants of of commerce. There was tons of coins and things like that. So pe people traded from time immemorial. People have traded. People have had lives. People have been very similar to us. But then there's also the weaponry. People have fought against each other. It was so many... I mean, the only thing that seems to be left 
are bits of daily life, bits of commerce, bits of war, and bits of death. This is what is still left for us to look at. And if you look at these civilizations, the thing that's really struck me was that for the longest time, and it still goes on, we've pitted ourselves against each other. We fight against each other. And like I said, back then it was mostly for resources. But we are now in a day where there are probably plenty of resources for everyone. People are still fighting over resources, but there's still plenty of resources for everyone. All we're really now worried about is resource allocation. How can we properly allocate the resources that are out there for everybody to be able to flourish? And that's what I'm all, I'm, I'm all about. And I think that's what we should all be about. I think we should stop, and I've said this before probably, I think there are too many divisions between us because the divisions that were there between us in the past were very different, right? People lived in different areas. People had resources in different areas. People traded with different areas so they could get what they could. They could. People fought and conquered different areas so they could get what they needed. But we're in a completely different position now. We are in a position today where we could all conceivably work together to share resources in such a way that all of humanity can flourish. But we are creating these fake barriers between us to say, I'm on team blue, and I'm on team red, or I'm on team green, or I'm on team this, or I'm on team white, or I'm on team black. We're creating these fake divisions between us so that we can say, we have to have more than you, or you have to have more than, or you have more than us, so we must take it from you. There's this perception that there isn't enough for everyone. And because there's this perception that there isn't enough for everyone, then there's this sense that some people must get and other people can't get. I don't think we're there. I think we've been we've proven. And there's lots of scientists out there like Steven Pinker, etc., who've proven that the world is bountiful. And we, through human ingenuity, have been able to make the world much more bountiful than it, it's ever been. There are more resources, there's more food, there's more everything for everybody. We just need to share it properly. And I think going back into history and looking at all of these battles between these individuals and going to ourselves and thinking to myself, is that what humanity is like? Is humanity always been and will always be pitting against each other, trying to tear the other one down? instead of helping each other to flourish? Will humanity always be like that? I think it's up to us in this age, at this time, when we have so many resources available for everyone, to be able to come up with a new model that works. A new model that works for everyone. A new model that allows us to help all of humanity to flourish. Now, it's not socialism. It's not communism. It's probably not capitalism in its current form. But if you think about it, when we have some of the smartest human beings on the planet, on the planet today, we should be able to come up with some way of making sure that all of humanity can flourish. And I think that is a goal that we should be looking at instead of getting more people to just tap on things on my phone. I don't know. Is it something? Is it a challenge that we can take? Is it too lofty a goal? 
for us to think that maybe we should figure out some way to make all human beings flourish instead of just making a few bucks off the other guy? I don't know. Let's think about it for a second. You know, trip like this, in fact, I encourage everyone to do this kind of traveling. I encourage everyone to look deep, deep into history and understand anthropology, history, philosophy, understand humanity. So this is one of the things that I think marketers are out there and they go, oh, we have to think about sales. We have to think about this. We have to think about that. But what you really have to think about is what drives human beings. What is it about human beings? What is it about humanity that makes us special, that drives us forward, that makes us do the things that we do. This is why you need a foundation in history. This is why you need a foundation in philosophy. This is why you need a foundation in anthropology. We need to understand what makes human beings tick. And when you understand what makes human beings tick, then you can understand what you can do to help them to flourish. That's it for me for today. See you next time. And until then, don't forget to think future.